Welcome to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. I'm John Sierra Reinecker, and I'm going to be your host on today's episode. Today, we're talking with Vice President of Latin at ASCAP, Gabriela Gonzalez. Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're super, super psyched to interview you today. So let's go ahead and get started. First and foremost, for our listeners who may not already know this, ASCAP, which stands for the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, is a performing rights organization. Gabriella, can you explain to our listeners what a performing rights organization does and why it's important for music creators to join? Uh, yes, of course. Our main function is to collect and distribute performance royalties. So if you write a song, it's important that you affiliate with a performing rights organization so you can get paid when your song is played on radio, on television, uh, streaming, or concerts. If you're not affiliated, you don't get paid for that. So that's our main function. Um, at ASCAP, we also have a um, creative arm, a creative department, a membership department. And that's where I work at, um, where we usually um, help our songwriters grow. We meet with them. We discover new talent. We do events, several things like that. Awesome. So tell us about your role at ASCAP as vice president of Latin. What are your daily responsibilities? Um, well, it's a lot of uh, public relations. I get to <laughs> speak to the music industry and speak to the songwriters, um, meet with everybody, um, see what their needs are, um, come up with uh, new ideas for um, projects, events, songwriting camps. I oversee the offices of Miami, New York, Puerto Rico, and L.A., um, the Latin department. Um, so I also have a responsibility with them. They have We have executives in each territory and then I oversee what they do, um, and I help my team um, reach their goals and their territories. We also uh, travel to Latin America and keep in touch with the industry in Latin America to see what's coming out, what's new, what's happening, and where we can um, go visit and uh, help out. Cool. So you have signed and nurtured some of ASCAP's top talent, including Bad Bunny, Maluma, and Carlos Vives. How do you scout new songwriters and publishers to sign? Um, it's usually having a very close relationship with the industry. That's what helps uh, mostly. We hear the buzz. We hear what's going on. Um, so that way we can discover a new talent before it becomes big. Um, we get re recommended. A lot of people recommend uh, songwriters to sign to ASCAP as their first step within the industry, you know, because it's important that they get paid. Um, we, with the industry, we always sit down and look what they're doing, uh, what they're coming out with, what they believe in. And we also are constantly listening to music, to every playlist, every artist out there, um, is from different countries to see what's coming out, what we think will work in the U.S., um, uh, that's usually how we do it. It's usually word of mouth. We visit studios, we visit recordings, we visit the offices of the industry, we take them out to dinner, and we do events. A lot of our events also open doors for people to uh, to discover new people. Awesome. 
So I want to congratulate you on the recent success of ASCAP's annual Latin Awards. I heard that there were some major artists there, such as Daddy Yankee and Maluma, who were honored at the ceremony. So what advice do you have for aspiring artists on how to achieve the level of success as these chart-topping, internationally acclaimed artists on your roster? Well, each songwriter is different. You work for the songwriting side, whether they're artists or not. And, you know, every career is different. Every path is different. But the one way that, the one thing that I do see constantly with every writer and every major artist is their growth through um, co-writing. Um, it's very important for anybody that's that writes to to open the doors to co-write. I think that allows people to grow. It allows them to change and be constantly updated in their chops and their skills. And it also opens the door for songwriters to actually be able to sit down with artists in the near future and, and co-write with these artists and help the artists um, come up with their own um, songs or their own, you know, help the artists develop their songs with the songwriters. Okay. I think that's number one. I think uh, something else, too, that's important is when you are a songwriter, it's really important to understand that you are... Um, a business, part of a business, and that um, you need to always focus on not just your creative side, but also your business side, your economics, your um, your financial side, how you spend your money and who you're going to sign with. Um, these things are, it's very important to come up with, uh, to find a team that believes in you and that you um, that you also believe in and that you can work together. Cool. So let's get back to your role at ASCAP for a quick second. What do you enjoy most about your position at ASCAP? Well, my favorite part of the job still is meeting with songwriters. Um, I really love believing in someone and just making plans to help where we can. Um, when they, you know, have that first hit or they suddenly become songwriter in the year, it just it fills you with this pride and happiness and it's it's just it's very fulfilling um i really do believe i have the best job in the industry i get to work with you know the people that i admire which is great i can't write and i really admire people that can and what they can come up with um and that's that's just i just love it it's it's a lot of fun um and the great thing about working at ascap is you know, you have a purpose. It's always to look after the songwriter. And when you admire the songwriter, just the job just happens by itself, you know. Um, but that's still my favorite part, sitting sitting down with the songwriters, listening to songs and seeing where we can come in and help. Cool. So what led you to work for ASCAP? Well, um, I studied music in Argentina, but I was—I never felt like I was a great musician. <laughs> um, I, I should have done something else, to be honest with you, but I loved music, so that's what I studied, and that's what I knew. Um, I always had a head for business. I was good at reading and understanding contracts, and I was really good at helping my songwriter friends navigate the industry. So uh, when I moved to L.A. from Argentina and I had to make a living, I thought getting into the business was the best way to go. And um, I started answering phones as a receptionist at Pure Music. Um, I got the job because I spoke, I was very bilingual. I speak both languages pretty well. Um, so that was my first 
in job at in the industry, and then they had a position. They had an opening in the film and TV and new media department back then, and I applied for it, and they accepted me, and I got in there. So I worked uh, with uh, Sync for a long time. Um, but I I later grew into assistant manager for that position, and um, but still my heart was in Latin music. So I just made sure I told everybody I could, <laughs> and uh, and I also went to every Latin event I could get into because that's where I really wanted to go. Cool. So let's shift gears for a moment and let's talk mm-hmm. about navigating the music industry as a woman. What challenges have you faced as a woman working in the music industry? Well, I was, um, I had the privilege of working for a very strong woman for many, many years. And that, um, taught me a lot. It, she taught me how to be a very strong executive. Um, and she was very outspoken and that helped me through my career tremendously. Um, I was very lucky because I didn't have that many challenges because I had her and she was very protective and again, very strong. Um, we did find, I do recall these moments, we had several of them, where um, my colleagues in the department, my um, male colleagues would, would um, after we would have a meeting with a group of people, um, my my male colleagues would talk to the people that we met with and they would say, oh, the women in your team are too strong or the women in your team are just too much. We would get that a lot. Um, so we were very... Um, since we really wanted to get things done, and that was our our goal, um, we would just let the guys deal with it when that happened, just so we didn't have to deal with this at all. But I really think that was that's part of the problem, right? Like, no, if you're if the head of the department is a woman, you really have to deal with her. Period, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, and we didn't. Yeah, we did not. Um, we just let it go and just let the guys deal with it. But I think that's something that we shouldn't, you know, have done. Um, I just think it's, uh, we can't be just say, you know, I'm going to be shoved aside because I'm a woman. Um, but she was so, um, again, so strong and so protective that I didn't get to deal with too many of these issues. I even remember she hired two female executives while they were pregnant, which is something we don't see a lot, but she would always say, you know, they're the right people for the job, whether they're pregnant or not. That's just a momentary thing right now. And they're just the right people for the job and they were, and she was completely right, but she would look past the pregnancy, which is something that you really do not see in anywhere. So yeah. Yeah. So what advice do you have for women looking to pursue a career in the music industry? Um, I think it's more in general. Um, I think every opportunity that comes your way is important. Always think that something can be a stepping stone to something else. Um, always, uh, it's great to be, it's important to be outspoken, to sit in the front, to make people be honest and make sure, you know, that people know who you are. But it's also important to be considerate and figure out who you are talking to. Um, in the Latin world, it's, it's, what's challenging with Latin is that we deal with a lot of genres and a lot of cultures and countries. So you have to wear many hats and you have to know who you're talking to. You can't always approach every writer the same way or every you know artists the same way. You really have to look at what they do, where they come from, um, and understand that very well before you have a meeting. I think that's key for Latin industry in general. 
But as a woman, just if you're open and honest, if you, um, you know, just, again, sit in the front, that's really going to, to help you in your career. Um, uh, I just um, think that being considerate and being kind to everybody is also key. The receptionist today can be the president tomorrow. Um, so always be mindful of, of the people you're talking to. Got it. So let's shift gears again and talk about the current state of Latin music. What is your take on it? Um, I love where we are right now. Um, music in Spanish is being played on mainstream radio, and um, and that's a big deal for us, very big deal for us. You know, San Luis, the, our Latin songwriters have um, the income from mainstream radio. Um, but for... For every person for that grew up in Latin America, it's very common for us to um, to listen to music in any language in our countries. I grew up listening to songs in Japanese and in Italian, and it's not something that I understood completely, but I just loved the song. And I always hoped that every country would be like that. And uh, I think we're getting close to it. You know, having Latin music, having music in Spanish and in mainstream is, is it's huge for us right now. And I just can't wait to see what... What's going to happen next? Yeah. So now it's time for a fun question. <laughs> so it's a fill in the blank question. Um, and it starts as music made me blank. What would you fill in that blank as? I would say happy. Music is um, is my career, but I also have a husband who's a musician and my best friends are all in the business. And it's just, you know, I'm immersed in it from head to toe. So it just, it makes me happy. Awesome. And then last question, what final advice do you have for aspiring artists? Um, find your voice, uh, find the right song, even if you did not write it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, always think about that, that it's not always that the songs that you write, if you're an artist, the song that you wrote might not be the best song for you and just be open to that. Um, I think that'll, that'll really help in your career. I also would say um, social media is the way to go now. If you grow and engage your fans in social media, there's a point where the industry is going to come searching for you. That's a given. And I think in any genre right now. Good. Good. Well, Gabriella, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to have you with us. To our listeners, that's a wrap. Please don't forget to subscribe to Music Made Me, rate us on iTunes, and follow us on social media at TuneCore. Thanks for listening to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. The opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individuals talking and don't necessarily reflect the opinions of TuneCore. Check out TuneCore.com to help you distribute your music, register your original songs worldwide, and more. Connect with us on all social channels at TuneCore. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes.
Thanks for listening to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. The opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individuals talking and don't necessarily reflect the opinions of TuneCore. Check out TuneCore.com to help you distribute your music, register your original songs worldwide, and more. Connect with us on all social channels at TuneCore. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. 